You're listening to a Broadmoor Podcast production. On Sunday, we continued through the Book of Romans as our Connections pastor, Harvey Ellis, walked us through chapter 5, verses 12 through 21. Today, we're discussing what the Apostle Paul meant when he says that sin is not counted where there is no law. Does this mean that those who lived before the Mosaic Law were not held accountable for sin? Also, in this Christmas season, when for some it can be a struggle and emotionally challenging time, what does it mean that we can have joy in the middle of those difficulties? I think you'll find today's conversation to be encouraging. Thanks for listening. This is After the Message. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to the podcast today. Take two. <laughs> hey, Mike. Yeah. This is our second attempt at starting the podcast recording. <laughs> we had a heavy breather here a little while ago. And, uh, so it's... Uh, Mouth breather. It's, <laughs> it's always an adventure uh, starting this podcast. So today we've got Neil, Josh... Uh, Mark and Harvey Ellis is joining today. Harvey! Hello, Harvey. How's it going? Because uh, Harvey preached so uh, on Sunday. Harvey. So. I did. <laughs> yes, yeah. you did. I did. And of course, always Corey Easley, yes, our engineer Corey. So it's good to <sighs> good to have everyone in the room today. Um, yeah. So so Harvey preached. Uh, we had it was a big day yesterday. We had mm. uh, we had of course worship services Sunday morning and uh, and with Harvey. Uh, and then our uh, Christmas worship event last night. And uh, so lots happening, lots happening around. And I'd just like to add that um, we debuted uh, Josh on the worship team. Yes, Sunday morning, we so. did, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Tell and will that, that ever will that ever happen again? Well, uh, I hope that remains not. to be seen. <laughs> yeah, what happened? Let's set yeah, the for stage. Those who Mike, here, what happened? <laughs> Mike, you tell your version. I'll tell my version. <laughs> I think they're different. Well, you know, so I so we did a song as, like we always do at the end, and Josh was going to come up and close the service out, and uh, so this song kind of you know it kind of ends and and it's not really ended, <laughs> but it kind of has one more little verse, and and in the moment I thought you know Josh is probably going to think this song's done and it's not. And so in my mind, I thought I'm not going to look at him because he's going to think that I'm like, like giving him a nonverbal cue to come up on the platform and close the service out. So I didn't look at him. You did not. Uh, instead, I just kind of stood there. I closed my eyes and I finished the song. And then when I opened my eyes, Josh is standing right next to me. <laughs> I have no idea how long he had been there, but a whole verse, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be fair, let me t- get, tell you my side. Uh, the way it works for me is I never look at Mike's nonverbal cues. Uh, I always look at the screen in front of us. Uh, in our confidence monitors, there are numbers at the bottom right corner. Those numbers tell me how many slides are left in that song. And so we get to slide zero, meaning there are no more slides in that song. The music seems to be fading, yet Mike's not leaving the stage, neither are any other worship team members. And I thought, they're just maybe feeling the moment, and I'm just going to walk up and be ready. When he walks off, I'll walk up. So I am walking right behind Mike to take my place right in the center of the stage. And Mike, I see him inhale, and then words and songs start coming out of his mouth. And I thought, in that moment, uh uh-oh. 
I've made a bad mistake. I have joined the worship team in the middle of the last crescendoing verse. And I thought I had some options. Not only that, front and center, man. Front and center. Like 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 yeah. I'm supposed to be there to do what something. What were your options? My option number one was to run and hide. And, and that was very real. I thought, what am I doing right here? Option two was to to play it off and just sing without my microphone. And I thought, you know what? This chance may never come again. And we're going to see how good the sound people are. So I picked up – you can go watch it. I picked up my mic and put it to my mouth, and I started singing like I was supposed to be on the stage. And it That's was – great. That's always the best option. Man. Horrendous. That's right. No, it was awful. The best option is always to just play it off as if you meant to do it. Like, this is exactly right. what was supposed to happen. I, I don't get embarrassed too easily. And I, in that moment, I was like, I don't know what to do. You know, had I realized that you were there, I, I might have just said – Take it away, Josh. And now Josh is going to sing this last question. <laughs> <laughs> next time. That yes, next time. So, uh, lesson learned. I'm going to wait on Mike's nonverbal cues and slides. Well, in fairness, I, sh- I should have warned you. <laughs> I just didn't I didn't realize that I, it needed a warning until we got to the end of the it song. It was kind of deceptive. I mean, so, it trailed yeah. off like it was over. It yeah. was that dramatic pause and, and then, came bam, back in and got there us. it was again. Yep. So... <laughs> and 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 also, had I realized that you actually made your way up there, we probably just would have cut it short. I'd have turned around and told the band to stop playing. And we'll just so I'm not done. sure. I know we have a lot of deeper things to talk about. I, just as a point of confession, as as one of your team members, both of you, when those kind of things happens, there's a little bit of a chuckle on the inside of like, <laughs> this is going to be fascinating. <laughs> you're watching. You're like, I see you walking up there, and I'm watching Mike. I'm like, this is going to be a sight to behold. <laughs> oh, no. or, we beheld it. We did. He pulled we it did. off. That's good. And frankly, I, I, I could have used the help, Josh. I mean, well, was, I'm, I'm here was, for you, Mike. I, I was always still dealing, say dealing with the laryngitis. So. What song do you want me to sing? And now you know what I'm capable of. <laughs> well, I am capable. Well, so in spite of that, it was it was a good Sunday morning. It was, it was a, a good day. Wonderful day. And uh, Harvey, it was uh, it was great to have you uh, have you preaching and bringing the latter part of uh, Romans chapter 5 to us. And uh, so how did it feel for you What what in your prep time? Uh, how, how, did it, how did it feel for you walking into Sunday? It, it felt good as a whole. I, I told uh, Josh at some sometime, I think I might have mentioned it yesterday, there were some moments, not this past week, but week before, when I really seriously considered calling Josh and saying, Josh, man, what what are you doing? Because this this passage it, it just wasn't just easy uh mm. to think through, to work through, mm. to study through. And there were several moments I really I really did. I was like, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wimp out on that. But I did I did think about it. But I and I said this last time that the uh the time to preach um with Guys, girls in there in the room from our staff. It is 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 one is definitely awkward for me. I just I don't mm-hmm. get excited about that. But after doing it once, and I wanted to do it this time. I didn't want. I told Neil I, did, I had no desire to do it the first time. But after doing it again, it, it is definitely without a doubt. It's worth ten, twelve hours of studying just to be in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 every word they said was was accurate. Yeah. And and so helpful. You, you can tell what they're saying is not in any way demeaning or saying, "Hey, you just don't get." It was everything was to uplift, encourage, 
and, and those those moments yeah. were were incredible. And what you're referring to is the uh, uh, anytime we have a like a guest, one of our other staff members is is, is preaching. Uh, early in the week, we we have them come in and preach sort of a mock sermon <laughs> for a group of our our staff, right. and uh, and then we offer feedback. So, which is it, you know, it could be an awkward thing, you know, just to you know, you're preaching to about you know somewhere between six or eight people and right and, in a uh, really large room, yeah. right? That's and correct. then and then you sit down, everybody sits down, and just kind of uh, offers feedback, and and it's, it's it's meant to be a refining process and. <laughs> Um, and it is. It's yeah. it's very positive. I, I don't mean yeah. anything, everything you think that negative about it, not a bit. It's just so yeah. refining, to use your word, yeah. and encouraging. And uh, and I told Josh yesterday, jo- Josh, I think he's best in different ways, but he, the way he encourages people and the way he encouraged me yesterday, um, it, it, man, it just, you know, I felt like I could have preach Matthew uh, Matthew I'm still Matthew <laughs> you need to preach I, Matthew when we're there uh, you're in I, I'm still Matthew my son anyway but uh, I think I could do Romans 6 right now without even really preparing for it because he he just makes you feel like yeah I mean I can do this yeah Man. well you did an awesome you did job. Well, yeah. thank you, you did y'all great. It was a good day. appreciate your, your words. So, so yeah. you mentioned when we were talking before we, we started recording, um, you mentioned one thing that you wrestled with which was was just kind of talking about joy uh, during this season, which mm-hmm. which is a time for a lot of people, um, you know, I mean, we think that Christmas is, is just a sort of this joyous time for everyone, but it's not. It's not. Um, a lot of That's people right. struggle with a lot of uh, a lot of pain, a lot of uh, uh, just just have a lot of emotional uh, struggle during this time, and and so talk to us a minute, and, and maybe we could just have a little conversation mm-hmm. about uh, about maybe why that was a struggle for you. Well, uh, because a couple of reasons. One. I mentioned this to a few of you yesterday. Uh, on Wednesday of this past week, I met one of my neighbors who's been there for a few months, but I had not met them yet. And uh, then on Friday, I found out that her husband had passed away. Mm-hmm. And boy, it just, you know, trying to think about joy and talk to her about joy and talk to her family and her little, her child, man, it's just not easy. Then I think about all the people in our church, and I could name some. Uh, but I would, I would miss them. But there's so many families in our church that have just gone through some mm-hmm. really difficult times. Yeah. And uh, but I also was reminded from a, a friend this morning, even that that's where our because our hope is in Christ, and he he's the one who brings that joy. It's an incredible time of the year to to help others experience that with our words, mm-hmm. with our with our love, with our encouragement, with our gifts, whatever that means to you and, and, and yeah. that individual, that family. So even though it's difficult, I, I think the hope that we have in Christ reminded me, yes, but what a great opportunity we have right now to spread that joy with others, right. to others, That's because good. of his gift to us. We can yeah. have a gift. We have a gift to give to others as well. That's good. Yeah. And as, as we were talking about it, I was, I was just the question came, came in my mind. Um, you know, is joy the same as happiness? And I don't, I don't, I don't think it That's is. Deep, Mike. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> that wasn't in the pre pre podcast. We got to uh, think on that one. Well, Hold on now. <laughs> let me let my my brain switch you here. Every <laughs> once in a while, I have a deep thought that it's, it doesn't happen often. But um, hmm. yeah, you know, I mean, because I mean, you know, I think it is real that people people struggle, um, uh, and and this this can be a really hard time. 
uh, hmm. hard season of the year for people, hmm. um, and, and maybe not even a happy time. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. But I think it is possible to have joy and, and hope in what Christ has done for us, particularly, mm-hmm. um, even though we may not be experiencing happiness That's right. mm-hmm. at, at any given moment. And that's a great so, way to say it. Um, is that why we have the joy candle and not the happiness candle? <laughs> Maybe. There we go. I think somebody's thought through that. Like yeah, that. Yes, Sunday we lit, we lit the happy candle. We lit the happy candle. It's yeah. a whole different kind of podcast. It would, it would go out quickly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like one of those little fake uh, birthday yeah. candles. <laughs> <laughs> Try to blow it out. Oh, it's coming back on. Oh, it's out. Oh, no. uh, anyway. So... Uh, so I feel like we got a, a, just a couple of really deep sort of uh, maybe even contentious <laughs> things to talk about today. Maybe. Um, so uh, uh, one of you mentioned, and, and I don't remember who it was. It, it was uh, maybe you, Mark. Uh, I think it was you, Mark. Uh, just talking about um, the, the place in this passage, uh, verse 13, the second half of that, mm-hmm. that verse, where it talks about, uh, you know, is is sin counted uh, against us where there is no law? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that verse really deals with that that question. And I think yeah. maybe it came up in your life group. Yeah, it, we did. We talked about it in our life group because we we have talked about through Romans the law being the mirror, or mm-hmm. the purpose of the law was to reveal our sinfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we said it. The law, obedience to the law in in this sense, or morality is not where we find justification. Um, But here, it really looks like, um, it looks like sin, I mean, it says it, sin is not counted where there is no law. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it makes it feel like all those who were before the law was given... Uh, there was no sin counted against them because the law's purpose, and seemingly in this verse, was to define sin, right, and to make reveal that they were sinful or not. Mm-hmm. And until there was the law, they couldn't be counted as sinful, right? Which caused some uh, a little confusion in our life group. So how'd you answer it? Well, I, I told him I'd bring it up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, no doubt there's probably a way better and smarter and thought-out theological answer. But I, uh, as I understand this text, being that we're walking through it from chapter 1, verse 1, all the way to where we are, the whole point of this is to show us that we've all sinned. Um, mm-hmm. And, and um, like even when we go back to chapter 4 um, and even into chapter 5, even before the law was given, there was still evidence of sin, and primarily because death. Death, that's right. right. So even if that. you go into the very next verse, verse 14, I think it says, and yet death still that's reigned right. from Adam to Moses. Right. And the reason that span is important is because that's the span that didn't have the law. Mm-hmm. They, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't have the definition of what the, the standard is. Therefore, they don't have the definition of what a sin necessarily would be. Right. Um, yet the effect was still there, the, the natural law, mm-hmm. as it were, Still implied, even though there was no no mosaic law that had been passed down yet, uh, and so as I understand this, and again, I'm going to give it just the the simple part of this. Uh, it, it, it's simply this: um, you, where it says it's not counted, um, there's nothing to count. Right. There, there's no standard yet, as it's written by by Moses from God to the people, but the law still 
there. And the only reason we can say that the law is still there, regardless of who gets it or not, did you die? Mm-hmm. Was there death? Because what we understand theologically, the only reason man dies, physically dies, is because it it's the fullness of, of sin's effect right. on their life. Right. Um, so it may not have been counted in the sense of they didn't have something to say that was sinful in me. That's right. Or that's a that's a propensity that I have, or mm-hmm. that that's a a thread that runs through my life, and and I see it because of God's standard. They didn't have that, but they knew they were still full of missing the mark because oh. death was still a part of their generation. That's right. Mm. And, and we talked about too. I mean, sin is more than just the the act of a transgression. Yep. I mean, Adam and Eve. That was clear, That's right? But throughout the Old Testament, before the law was given, there was there were those who had a again going back to the posture of rebellion, mm-hmm. and that, and that's kind of what we talked about in our group is that the the root of sin is pride, and I'm going to be my God. Yep, uh, I'm going to serve myself. I'm going to worship myself, and that's really where sin comes from. Well, that existed long before the law was given. Mm-hmm. But the law revealed what was already the sinful nature within us. That's right. Just gave it a name. Gave it a name so yep. that you could call it out as now we are aware of, mm-hmm. of our transgression, mm. which is at the core is rebellion. Yep. That's how we answered it. That's good. Yeah. Well, my thought went back to, uh, to uh, I mean, the very first chapter of Romans 2, you know, uh, not Romans 2, the very first <laughs> chapter of Romans also. Um, and so, uh, you know, the, the uh, verses 18 through, I think, like 23, mm-hmm. you know, where it talks about the general revelation and, and that, you know, I mean, it says actually plainly that, you know, God's wrath is poured out on all those who are mm, unrighteous right. and they have no excuse. Like, you know, he, is, he has made himself plainly. Uh, to be seen. If you missed that yeah. podcast, go back and listen to it. Hey, yeah. it's a good one. <laughs> I still haven't really recovered. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a good answer for that passage. <laughs> we, the rest of us do. Yeah. Everybody else seems perfectly fine with it. But yeah. Not me. I think well, another way to think. Oh, go ahead. Go I ahead. think of, and going back to like the Genesis 3 stuff is the concept of as image bearers. Um, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit created us in God's image, mm. um, in their image, um, as lovers of God. Mm-hmm. And kind of diving deeper into what rebellion is. Rebellion is taking that posture and that action of of loving God and pushing that love outward to other things in creation. And what we did, what Adam and Eve did in that moment was we turned that aspect of being lovers of God to being lovers of self. Mm-hmm. That's good. And so it became inward focused, mm-hmm. which is what corrupts us mm-hmm. and results in God's glory not being pushed out to all of creation in our act of rebellion or self-love, but actually focused inward, mm-hmm. which um, then turns upside down the order mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, so that makes me... Th- rather than having abundant life is what Harvey says later on in uh-huh. his sermon it becomes the consequences, not abundant life and joy, fulfillment in all aspects of life, but actually death. Right. Because now we're fighting against that. Mm -hmm. So that makes me think of, because there was was another sort of deeper layer, a Uh a nuance to that, that you said you guys talked about, Mark, in your your life group, which which had to do with, like, are we paying for Adam's sin? Or, uh, like, describe that a little more, some of that tension. Well, it's... um 
I, I, it's hard to say it cleanly, so let me let me take a first stab, and you can clean it up if I don't say it right. But it it, it makes it sound like our um, future of death and condemnation um, is a result of Adam's one sin. So, in 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 your illustration of a second grader, we're being punished, right? For the sin of, of Adam, and that's really what it says there. But I've also been taught in, in the discussion we had was, are we being punished for Adam's one transgression, or is it because Adam's transgression allowed sin to enter into, uh, what was the word you used? Um, it passed down. Imputed. Imputed, Imputed yes. Yeah. So... Um, that was Josh, by the way. I pointed out y'all yes. didn't see that. Well, I was so, trying to figure uh, out what I said. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> via ventriloquism, he, <laughs> yes. he transferred the word to me. And, so, uh, yeah. I so sin that word was imputed <laughs> to us, and we are now our we are now punished, or our future is um, death and destruction because of our own sin that we receive from Adam. That's a little nuanced differently than we are punished because of Adam's one transgression, hmm. and that was the. That was the discussion we had in there. So is now there a I'm looking at Josh again. Is there is there a question? <laughs> so which one was it? Uh, and, and and I think we we all kind of feel like it was both. Right. Yes. Right. Um, I would say it's both only because I think Paul says it's both. Um, it, he says it pretty clear right there. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. Again, I wish Paul had not said it that way. <laughs> it would make Thanks, it easier <laughs> to have a podcast discussion. Um, it is both. It is both. I, I believe that we are we are forever marred because of Adam's sin, like like his choice, his. Mm-hmm willful disobedient action against what what God told him not to do he did right so so in that sin we we are forever marked by it but also in, imputate like we gained from from our original father Adam the sin nature that's inside of us right and i think the point that he's contrasting here going all all the way back to genesis 3 is the nature that we received from our our first from the first adam um, we get a brand new nature, and it's, it's not a changed nature. It's a whole. That's right. This one's dead. Adam's the Adam. The nature of Adam is dead, and the nature of Christ, the new Adam, mm-hmm. the second Adam, the better Adam, has come mm-hmm. uh, in all the ways that the first Adam failed us. And I think that's one of the lines that I remember most of, of Harvey saying. In all the ways that we were affected by Adam, we are more affected by Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. And and when you let that sink in for a minute, I know I just sat there and it. And I'd already heard it on on the Wednesday, or and and then I, then I sit back and I'm listening to it on Sunday, and I'm just blown away because, mm-hmm. in all the ways that we are affected by Adam, said man, that that's every inadequacy that you feel, mm-hmm. that's every guilt and shame, struggle, sin, the thing that you hate about you but you can't shake it because <laughs> honestly you love it, all of those things. That's the that's the first Adam. That wow. that's Adam's fall on us, and all the ways that it feels suffocatingly painful, we'll never get out of it. What Christ did supersedes mm-hmm. all of it. Mm-hmm. That's and that's good. the beauty of the, the right now and not yet, because you may sit here and hear that and say, man, that sounds great. Why do I still want to sin? Why do I still want to go back to the old way? Why do I, I know this is wrong, but why do I still love it still? Because we live in the right now and not yet. We're still in that sanctification process where God is doing a work in us. And, and the deeper we press into the word, the deeper we press into the father, I believe he shows us more of himself. And one day, when this side of eternity is done for us, 
we see the the picture complete mm-hmm. and there's a wholeness that we receive. So it is truly an Advent season for us, not just the four weeks of Christmas, huh. but in life. Can, right. So let's slow down a little bit on that one because you used a, a phrase, which is the more we deepen or lean into the Father maybe. Is that, I think that's what press I in. Yep. Press in. Um, sounds an awful lot like there's a thing that we can do. Mm. Oh, when you say we lean in or yes. press into the Father, and I hear Harvey talking in a sermon about we choose joy. What do we actually mean for followers of Christ when we say we do something that we lean into the Father or we mm-hmm. we choose? What, what do we actually mean by that? If so, salvation is a gift that is given to us yep. and through faith That's in right. Jesus. Justification is the gift given to us. That's okay. the work we could not do. Justification is what Christ went to the Father on our behalf, does the atonement for our sin. Our sins are forgiven as far as east is is the west. So that's all the way up to Romans where we are in Mm -hmm. five. But then Romans six comes. Now we're jumping a little bit ahead because hopefully we've we've read a little bit ahead in this. And so now it's going to turn. Like there's going to be the thought, and this is going to come up Sunday when we get into Romans six, the thought of, okay, well, if that's true, if, if everything is outside of my control and Jesus does everything, then just let him do what he wants to do, and I'm going to do what I want to do, and he's going to forgive me, and everything's going to be great. Oh. Right. Well, Paul's going to say, don't think that way. Mm-hmm. That, that's the worst way to think. Mm-hmm. But you now have been set free to press into the Father. You've been set free to walk with Christ. You've been set free to, to do things now, not in hopes of gaining God's approval or justification. That's already done. Mm-hmm. But because you now have it, there's no fear in your falling. If you fall, get back up. If you mess up, there's no fear of him excommunicating you or kicking you out of the family, you're in the family of God. Nothing you can do to do that. So from Romans, I'm just going to set it up from Romans chapter six to the end of Romans chapter eight is some pretty powerful good news hmm. because the thought's going to be on on one side of the pendulum. If you see my hand on the, the left side of the pendulum, <laughs> then I can do whatever I want to do because God's going to forgive me anyway. Well, then on the other side is we know that we're called to do something great, but I don't want to mess it up. Uh-huh. So six is telling you, you got to do something. Eight's going to tell you, there's nothing that you can do to separate you from the love of God. Uh-huh. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So go, run as hard as you can, as fast as you can, press into the Father as much as you can on this side of eternity for his glory. Mm-hmm. So in sim- and simply put then on that part of it, leaning into the Father means, if I hear you, studying Jesus's teachings, what it means to obey, obeying Jesus's teachings and right. trying to live that out, knowing that we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to do those things. And when we fall short of those things, there is grace for us mm-hmm. along the way. I, so it's simply us practicing faith of what Jesus taught. Yeah, is that what that means? Well, I think it, it certainly pertains to practicing faith, but I think uh, it is harder for you to practice faith in something that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so you go back to the disciples and they mm-hmm. they. Jesus starts talking about his father and, you know, the disciples speak up and they said, well, tell us what the father is like. And he said, guys, you've seen me, you know me. If you, if you've seen me and know me, you've seen and known the father. Mm -hmm. And so it goes back to the point of, yeah, we want to read the Bible to obey it, but we also want to read the Bible first to know it, Mm -hmm. to know him, to know what he's like, what his characteristics are like. So if, if you have a hard time, and I think this is our default, this is my default. I won't put everybody in the same boat, but maybe. My default is legalism, um, and and I like it. Like it is safe for me because if you tell me there are five things I need to do today, and at the end of those at that day, and I tick off all five things, fantastic! I feel great about me, uh, and I, I can I can hit that mark. Um, but if I fail, 
and I don't know the father. And mm-hmm. all I know about him is he wants these five things done. Now he's mad at me. Mm-hmm. Now I'm struggling with him. And so if it's only obedience to what the Bible says that's that's pressing in, I think we, we completely think, miss it yeah, and we're going to hurt. That's right. And and that's where I, I, I felt a little catch there too on the word press. And mm-hmm. I think, Neil, you pressed – you addressed uh, it. Huh? You addressed it. Uh, when we use the word press, it does feel like there's a a pressure to step into something mm-hmm. by accomplishing tasks, yeah. right? And so, um, I appreciate your sensitivity to that because I I feel it too, and I, I think the the tendency then is to uh, overreact and just not do anything. Hmm. Pressing in for me is pressing into the relationship. Where there's abiding in Him, knowing Him, which you were just talking about, Josh, with knowing the Father, mm-hmm. um, walking with Him, and then the obedience comes as a a result of that out of freedom, overflow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it, mm-hmm. there's a freedom in choosing obedience because we desire it because we desire Him, mm-hmm. um, and that is a that's a great picture of pressing in. I think. Um, m- more so than what you were just saying, like you were just saying it of more so than. I just got to check the boxes. Right. Yeah, but to his, and as Josh said, I, we're all saying the same thing, I, I, I believe. But as you get to know the Father, as you spend time with Him, as you know Him, and and you understand more who He is and what He desires of you, then you, you push back on those other things. So you, you press more into Him, mm-hmm. and you press back mm-hmm. against yeah. the things that you know or that's or right. not right in your life. You press against sin. You do. Press against. You press into press him. Into press into good things. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's good. That's a good word. That is a good word, and and I think it's a it's always a great reminder. I know we we know this, and this is elementary, um, but whenever we talk about knowing the Father, pressing into the Father, or when we get into relational style communication uh, with with God. The Bible has to be the authority for that. Like it, it has to to not just be the map, but it has to be the boat and the rudder and the wind. It has to be all the things, right? Um, here, here's why I think that's really important. Um, I had a great honor yesterday. So today's Monday. Yesterday was Sunday. We uh, Harvey preached on Sunday. Um, so because I had some free time and I wasn't absolutely gassed after the sermon, uh, although greatly encouraged after the sermon, uh, I'm just walking through the hall and somebody asked me to come in and, and speak to a life group. Uh, and it ended up being um, a group of, of teenage boys, and it was a fantastic time mm-hmm. in life group. But here's here's what I know. Number one, I remembered why I love student ministry, uh, and then I also remembered why I would never do student ministry again if you paid me a gajillion dollars. No um, I am so thankful for our student ministers. They are fantastic. I love our students. Uh, I, I don't know if I could teach Gideon being he is in student <laughs> ministry um, just as, as an occupant. I'm blessed somebody for that. It's great. But here's the deal. Um, as I sat at the table and we started talking, every everything in our communication was, well, I think this, uh-huh. and I think this, and I think this, and I think this. And they were – it wasn't just a, well, I don't know. I think they were very, very confident in their thought. Hmm. And so to, to be clear and, and transparent, we're not going to give any names, not even going to give ages of these these folks. They were way, way, way off on on at least theological understanding as Scripture would explain it. So you simply ask the question, okay, can I – I used a kneel. Hey, can I ask a question? They're like, <laughs> why are you asking me a question? Um, and I said, hey, do you do you think that or do you know that? And, and if you know that, where do you get that from? And they just looked and said, well, I just think that's right. Mm. I think that's what God's like. Mm. I said, well, how do you know? What standard are you, you're drawing from? Who told you that? Mm. 
Oh, it's just in my head. I just think that's that's who he is. And so we went to the Bible about some of those things. And it was like eye-opening moments, truly. Like you see a light bulb come on inside of them when they read what God is like. And it, cha- I mean, truly, in a moment, it I don't know if it changed behavior, but it at least changed a thought process wow. in a moment. Because the Bible, as the standard, told them a truth, and the truth drastically varied from what they believed was the truth prior mm-hmm. to reading the scripture. Mm. I say all that to say this. Teenage boys aren't the only ones who do that. That's right. Mm. We do that. That's right. As pastors, we do that if we're not careful. That's why it's imperative for us to always go back again and again and again to the word of God, to be reminded of what truth is so we can follow truth, to be reminded of who God is so we can make sure that we are knowing God and making him known. Mm. That's mm. good. That's, well, yeah. And, and like our culture is so full of that, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just this uh, relativism. It's, you know, your truth is whatever. I believe it to be. You believe it to be, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and so we all kind of come up with and make up our own truth, <laughs> and and uh, so what this is is it's the ex- it's the exact opposite of that. It's like it, truth is not relative. It's not a relative thing. It yeah. is a it is a fixed standard that God set forth, it, and and that's the, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love that. That's a great, such a great uh, illustration, and and I guess it. It's not just an illustration. Yeah, it really life. happened. So, real life. <laughs> real life. yeah. Um, that's the. Uh, so, hey, I, I want to come to because uh, because Neil, you you mentioned something, and and I think maybe we're already kind of hitting on this. Um, but you uh, early on in our pre-recording discussion, you talked about verse seventeen, and uh, you had written a note or circled something in your notes about life is fulfillment in every yeah. direction. Uh, and you raise the question: Is it our choice to have life? And and I think that maybe maybe that's what we we've just been talking about. But yeah. So in as I'm looking at my notes from Harvey's sermon, um, that death has come into our life, and then but abundant life is joy. I think I wrote down, and you may not have said this in my head. You said it. <laughs> uh, it is full enrichment. It's fulfillment in every direction. Mm. And when you said it, I write. Oh, that's a that's a great statement. I'm sure I said it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's our choice, though, to have joy in, every, like, to have full life in that. Can you could you unpack that a bit more of like this idea of how is abundant life fulfillment in every direction, and how do we get there? Well, I, I don't. I probably will attempt to unpack it, and then I'll let the scholars come in and, and really unpack it. I, for for me, ready. though, you be ready. It's the, the <laughs> it goes back to the whole choice the choice thing, Neil. Um, yeah, I, I think in almost every moment that of today, there's gonna be there's gonna be some things that happen that take place that I I can choose. I can think of some things I've done this morning already. Uh, there was a yeah, you know, I won't give me I won't give the <laughs> the situation, but you know, people driving down the road just don't always drive like I want them to drive and and I can't believe they don't drive like I do. But um <laughs> so I have a choice to in that moment, if I'm going to remind them and and not be real joyful, or if I'm going to say, you know what, I, it's not that big a deal. I, so I, I'm going to choose in that moment if I'm going to be joyful or if I'm going to be irritable and, and irritate them, and which could affect them to irritate others. Again, it just comes down to a choice that I make in almost every situation, and and. But again, that's that's the joy of having Christ because in those moments, as we going back to our earlier discussion, as we have pressed into Christ 
and know the Father, know what He wants from us, and then we're able to to do that. We can choose that. I, for me, that that goes back to the whole choice thing. Again, you, your question is well taken, and I, and I wish I could just give. I, I'm I'm more in the legalistic realm as well, Josh. Where I'd like to have these one, two, three things that I do to make sure I make the right choice every time. I I I'm just not not there and so so often I don't but my desire my goal is because of who I am in Christ I want to choose the right thing mm. I, I don't know if that mm. answered your yeah, question yeah I think so as I listen to you it's like for me going into the holidays first one without first Christmas without my father right. passed away in August mm. um, so I'm in the middle of a grief process whether I you know as a psychologist I'd like to think I know those things so it doesn't really affect me that's just not the truth is those things still that's an emotion that's a loss that mm. that that we're as a family experiencing, right? And so by nature, I know that part of my story is anxiety, hmm. which is a kind of the second side of the coin of depression. Mm-hmm. And so for me, what I do, if we're going to talk about like pressing in and choosing joy or pressing into the Father, for me, I'm finding uh, some conflict and some comfort in the Sermon on the Mount, particularly in Jesus' instructions to not be anxious. Because hmm. when you look at that passage, he kind of, says some things that are important that he wants us to know about who we are and who he is. And so for me, that cho- the choice I have is to go, um, I am have been working out my salvation with fear and trembling. I know this is true about me in that I worry. Hmm. I'm filled with fear or anxiety. Mm-hmm. And if, if I'm not careful, that can lead to a sin of me over-controlling, over-protecting, withdrawing, those kind of things, right? And so for me, my choice is I go to God's word and he says, do not be anxious. And he, Jesus' teachings on that kind of gives me f- some frame to then pray over. And in doing that, that means this Christmas, I'm going to have some tears and some laughter. But those are things I'm engaging and and holding on to rather than trying to avoid it. And in that, I think he'll, he promises hope and joy, mm-hmm. not a lack of pain, right? but an experience of of his presence and being intimate rather than being alone or isolated. Hmm. Does that? Yeah. Uh, and in that moment, you said there's going to be moments of pain. Sure. But I think in those moments, it's going to make that joy, as we all know, even even greater because we experience some pain and we're reminded of just about how tough, how difficult that is. Mm-hmm. But, then is you your, ha- but then you have those moments of like, but, but in this, I still am so overjoyed because of what God has done and what he's doing in my life even sure. today. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just reminded me of your boot illustration, I think, right there. Mm. Um, the weightiness that we feel. Mm. And, and it, it just in that verse, how much weight it is or mm. was, and because of that weight when we're freed from it, how much more mm-hmm. will that freedom and joy mm. and righteousness reign? I love the word reign there. What What's going to reign in our hearts? That's good. And to me, that's joy. Hmm. In the middle of good times, bad times, sin, struggle, fear, mm-hmm. what's reigning in our heart. Yeah. And it's the new life in Christ. Um, mm-hmm. And it applies to, to wherever we are, not necessarily happiness. No. But the what reigns in that is it's so different from what was reigning in our heart before we mm-hmm. knew Christ. Mm-hmm. That's right. And when you, you look at the weight of your boots and... When that weight is released, how much more freedom you feel when the weight's taken wow. away. Mm. You can take on much more. That's right. You're ready to give up on everything, but that weight's gone, and That's I'm, right. I'm good to go. It's good stuff. Yeah. 
It's a great discussion, guys. Um, good conversation today. And uh, Harvey, again, really great job Sunday. Well, thanks. Excellent. Thanks, Excellent. Kim, for the Thankful privilege for you, of being man. there. I, uh, I told Josh I'd had discussion with myself about a week prior to him asking me to uh, to preach. I was out just out walking. I was like, you know, I, I think I just probably don't need to preach any time again soon. And, <laughs> and then Josh called me like, a week, almost a week to the day later, and so uh, I'm very, I'm very thankful he did. I know that yeah. was a God moment that God put mm-hmm. that on his heart to do that, but I'm yeah. very thankful. And well, you, and you had, like, you talked about your dad. Your parents were in the service yesterday. They were my parents. Yeah, uh, my my dad will be 87 next next Monday, hmm. a week from today, and uh, my mom's 82, and they were there yesterday, and and just. So thankful for them. Your dad's a pastor. He is. He is a pastor. He. It was. It was really neat because, uh, like, every time we would talk, he was. He was like, "Hey, I got one more thing I want to mention to you." And my mom said, "Hey, I think he's got enough." <laughs> but it, it was great because it was always but, something refreshing. Yeah, yeah. Just you anyway, mentioned that before, good. and I thought, man, how cool is that yeah. for to be able to sit man, down with your dad? And, it's so sweet. It yeah. is. Mm-hmm. And my and my mom does some things as well. She you know she has, from a pastor's wife's perspective, she has and. It is. It is. The my best word is. It's just sweet. It yeah. really mm. is. It's awesome. That's really good. Well, That's good. Harvey, we we know this is not something that you do often, <laughs> right? And and I know that you had some. I mean, it's just. It it takes a lot. It it it's something. It, it, but we watched. I watched you put a lot of time yeah. and a lot of thought mm-hmm. and a lot of prep into it. And man, it showed yesterday and we're, we're grateful mm-hmm. for the way yes. that you took it seriously i mean it's not flippant for you you're not just gonna get up there and wing it you, know, yeah. you took it really seriously and, i've tried that before it just yeah. doesn't work real well <laughs> <laughs> yeah. braddy, braddy can get away with it yeah. Yeah. i cannot i can assure you i can't get away with it either well, uh, hey, <laughs> hey just uh for our listeners as we're uh we're wrapping up here uh couple things to keep in mind. Uh, they were mentioned yesterday in the service, but uh, we want to keep them in front of you. Uh, we do have Christmas Eve services. We want to invite you to, you and your families. And uh, those are, uh, of course, on Christmas Eve and uh, huh. four o'clock mm. and six o'clock. Go figure. Yes. Uh, four o'clock and six o'clock. You can pick one of those. And we're also having service on Christmas Day. Christmas falls on a Sunday this year. And I what time is that service, Mike? <clears throat> well, Mark, let me tell you, that service is at 9.30 a.m. And I know you're happy about it. Yes. It's a regularly if, scheduled time, if too. If you're in the camp of being frustrated by the 9.30 service, that's fine. You can call me. <laughs> but we're not changing it. 9.30 is the right time because that's when we normally have. That's right. Yes, it is. We're going to keep it at the same time, which is the right decision. <laughs> Thank you. Thank and you. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> Thank you, Mark, for that commentary. There we go. Uh, Well, guys, uh, great discussion today. As always, uh, enjoyed it and looking forward to uh, the coming weeks. Love you guys. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Corey. Thank you, Corey. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at my Broadmoor. Thanks for listening. <laughs>